everybody. Welcome to another episode of 10 Things I Hate About Me, a show where we are quite literally making a list of 10 things we hate about ourselves. If you're new here, hi, I'm Sam. And one thing I hate about me is that I go to one bagel place in my neighborhood twice a week and another bagel place in my neighborhood twice a week because I don't want either of them to know how often I truly get bagels. Before we get into today's episode, I have something to share from a reviewer who told us one thing they hate about themselves. This was submitted via Instagram story by friend of the podcast, Kelly, and she said, One thing I hate about me is it's big time sweaty season, aka pit stain central. I feel you, Kelly. Pit stains are one of God's cruelest tricks. His other cruelest trick was making Ariana Grande be born the day after me. I really got shown up with that one. If you are enjoying the podcast, please rate us five stars in Apple Podcasts, follow us on Instagram, and tell me one thing you hate about yourself so I can read it on a future episode. Today's episode was super fun to record. Our guest this week is the co-host of a certain pop culture podcast with our previous guest, Cassandra Kiriasis. He is so funny without even trying. I crack the hell up in this episode. I yell in this episode. I scream in this episode. I know that you guys are going to have fun with this one, so I'm going to stop talking and let you enjoy it. So have fun. Be safe. Don't fall in. I am so excited to introduce today's guest. He's a co-host of the celebrity and pop culture podcast, Flop Soup. Ever heard of it? Welcome (laughs) to the podcast, Justin Crosby. Hi, Justin. Oh my God. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. The critically acclaimed 10 Things I Hate About Me. (laughs) Yeah, I I have been wanting to have you on ever since I was on your podcast. I had the best time on your podcast. And you slayed. Thank you. You were an amazing first guest. It felt so just like, (laughs) oh, this is how guests are. Like, they just are down to clown. They're ready to go. And like... It was amazing. Yeah. Yay. I mean, you guys made it so easy to slay. Um, For any listeners who haven't heard that episode of Flop Soup that I guested on, um, it was the same week that Ariana. um, Oh, my God. Can you give me her last name? We both don't know. Maddox? No, Ariana. It's the the BAFTA flop. Oh, DeBose. Sorry. I've been. Okay. (laughs) Since the last time I saw you, I've watched all 10 seasons of Vanderpump Rules, like, and the only Ariana in my life right now, even with the Wicked stuff going on, is Ariana Maddox, so I apologize, but yes, Ariana DeBose, our queen, how could I forget, yes. Yeah, no, as soon as I said it, I was like, wait, there are so many Arianas, but yeah, Ariana DeBose, right after she did her Angela Bassett did the thing, so that was, like, very easy to work off of. That was, I, I try not to say that was a cultural reset for everything, but that actually was a cultural reset, like, something absolutely shifted that day <laughs> and it was when when my mom starts texting me going like who is blah 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 like what's <laughs> happening I'm like oh wow like we've really penetrated culture yeah good job yeah that's <laughs> when you know <laughs> yeah all right Justin it's time for our first segment roses and thorns rose is the best or most rewarding thing that happened to you this week and thorn is the worst or most challenging thing that happened to you this week um in a way 
our thorn is like your flop. Yes, that is so true. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I'll go ahead and share mine first. My rose is that my favorite TV show, Barry, is back on HBO for its final season. Yes. Are you ready for... I, I watched the first season and then for some reason my brain was like, that's enough. I know it's just here on out amazing, but are you ready for it to like wrap up and close out? How do you feel about it? Does it feel time? I... I think it's time. Mostly I'm just eager to see how it all ends. I don't necessarily need mm-hmm. it to resolve, but I just need to yeah. I just need to see what they're going to do with the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. It is one of my favorite all-time TV shows, honestly. Yeah. I highly recommend. It's every season is like 8-30 minute episodes, so you can get through a season very quickly. Oh yeah. You can you can catch up on the whole thing in one weekend. Anything's possible now. I did. I've done <laughs> after after Vanderpump. I said ten seasons, twenty episodes each. Each are like an hour. I uh, yeah. It's anything's possible. I should do that next because I Succession's ending for me soon. I just need something else to like. That's you know just giving in a very significant way. And I and I've only heard good things about Barry. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I I love it. Let me know what you think. It's not for everybody, but I think that it is just so funny, so clever. All of the episodes that are directed by Bill Hader are like very good. Yeah. I'm very impressed with him. He's a talent. I remember I truly not too familiar with like his movie work, but I remember he was in um he played a gay guy in the skeleton twins yeah. with Kristen Wiig. And like that movie like blew me away. And I was also just like, why is why am I fully believing this performance <laughs> entirely? Like usually when a straight guy plays a gay guy, it's like, let me get up. Like, what's going on here? Uh-huh. But <laughs> I bought it. I bought it. Yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah. What a rose. What a rose. <laughs> and then my thorn for this week. I think this is the floppiest thorn that I've had in a while. <laughs> I broke. You're not falling downstairs again. <laughs> <laughs> I did not fall down the stairs. Good. I haven't fallen good. in a while, so that's good. <laughs> but you broke something, so like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, actually, in a way, this is also a fall. Um, so <laughs> I broke my IKEA chair while I was sitting in it. <laughs> oh, oh my God! There's no experience more humbling than just. I was stable, I was held in place, <laughs> and then it was just nothing. It gave up on me. <laughs> it gave up. It was, oh. This is like my Joker origin story. Like I was sitting it it's like a Was it in public? No. Okay. Thankfully, it was um it's just an IKEA dining chair that I have used at my desk for the past like 6 years. So I got 6 years of service out of it. Wow. Um but I was just like sitting and I was like maybe like leaning a little bit over like like my weight wasn't like perfectly distributed on the chair or whatever. I understand what happened. Yeah. <laughs> um but I was just like sitting at my desk and then all of a sudden I was like why am I sinking? <laughs> So it kind of like eased you into it and then was just like done. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, And the process of standing up after that, too. Like you clearly you stood up after because, you know, you're here now. So props to you. It takes a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I now I'm just annoyed because like (laughs) I so like the metal legs, they like where the welding is. It just like became unwelded. (laughs) How does that that's not science. That's there's not... just there's just a hole in the metal where the, where the two used to meet, mm. um, and I can't like remove the underframe, 
so now I just like have this chair that I can't use it is sitting like upside down in my kitchen because I just like don't know what else to do with it sounds like art (laughs) it's an art installation in my kitchen in in front of the oven (laughs) last night was trash night and I could have just taken it outside I don't know why I didn't that was my fault (laughs) I don't I don't know why I was like "Ooh, what's trash night that sounds fun I didn't like put it together that like oh yeah like I have a trash night too but yeah I just was like trash night where at let's go to trash night that sounds like a blast yeah I make a night of it (laughs) (laughs) we just eat from the trash (laughs) at my old house when I had two roommates we actually would like make a night of it maybe that's why I call it trash night but we would like put on music and then be like all right we're gonna take out the trash so it would be like the two of us like running through the house gathering all of the trash bags and like recycling that needed to go out while like boom boom pow is playing from the living room tv oh (laughs) It was fun. Yeah. When you need a burst of energy, like the production of Will I Am and the vocal stylings of Fergie, Stacey Ferguson, she will get you together and she'll get your trash out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, boom, pow hits like a Red Bull every time. Mm. Instantly. Adderall straight to the brain. Yes. Um, So, Justin, what is your rose and thorn for this week? So I wrestled with a lot of things. My true rose is something that hasn't happened yet, but I purchased tickets to a like Kelly Clarkson birthday show that she's doing in LA on Monday. Yes. And like, I just didn't even think about it. I I also have been in kind of like a ticket purchasing like flop era. So I was like, surely not (laughs) me, but like, let's, let's give it a go. Um, and it just happened. And I guess no one else, I don't know. Like I thought the people were clamoring for these, but I just swooped in and I took them. I was like 30 minutes late too. Cause I just simply forgot, but I got them and I'm going on Monday and I'm making my partner, um, who's a teacher come with me right after a day of teaching because <laughs> he's an angel. But, um, yeah, it's, it'll be, it'll be nice. It'll be fun. Amazing. Um, that is so exciting. I love her. Yeah. yeah she, um, might might come up at some point like talking later because she usually does but like yeah it's um she's one of those formative pop stars for me like you know from day one voting having my mom vote because I wasn't old enough for American Idol or texting and all that stuff yeah she's been there Um, yeah so yeah I'm excited and it's like well this is kind of the thorn of it actually is that (laughs) I was so excited to um experience Kelly in person again that I didn't realize that like it's just the new album that isn't out yet. Mm. That and like I'm also not too excited about this album because she's in like her talk show era and like she's kind of like right. more a TV personality than a singer and like an honest songwriter these days. But um, so yeah, we'll be there for for like twelve songs we've never heard before, um, <laughs> and just kind of like bobbing along to the vocal stylings. But at least you know she's a vocalist; like she will deliver. Um, she will deliver. She will. Yeah. So it's truly, it's not a thorn and it hasn't even happened yet. So I don't think I can really call it a thorn, but I think the thorniness (laughs) of realizing that I probably won't be hearing like the hits is, was a little bit like, Ooh, ah, Justin, like mm, read the fine print. But yeah. Yeah. I had a similar thing last week when, when I went to um, like a 10 year anniversary tour for one of my favorite albums. Would I maybe know the album? Um, It's, it's Laura Stevenson. She's like a indie, like folk singer songwriter. Um, Mm. And it's her album wheel, which is like one of her like more folky leaning albums. Mm. 
I love the album, but she really did just like play the whole thing. And then I knew that she would probably play like some of her other songs. Yes. Um, Close out with like the hits. But she didn't close with the hits is the thing. <laughs> I was really hoping that she would. Um, but yeah. she closed with like some stuff from her like newer albums, which I um, I just fell off by the time that they came out. Mm. Um, and then some like some deep cuts from her old albums which is like that was cool yeah but also you know sometimes you just want to hear the hit but but when you've been playing music for over 10 years i guess i get it sometimes you just can't sing the way you used to or play the way you used to or something i don't know or you get bored yeah there's no way to know <laughs> totally absolutely yeah that's kind of how i feel about like i feel i don't know why i'm thinking of like tegan and sarah hearing you talk about her Love. but yeah but i was obsessed with them for so long and then all of a sudden i just randomly fell off after a certain album run happened and then i don't know when the last day was that i just decided i was like punching in the stand card like i'm, I'm done for now um but yeah and then they did a tour anniversary of an album that was really good um the con and then um it just kind of was that it was out start to finish and you know like you know we're here for other things there's other songs i gotta get like i don't know but yeah i think maybe that comes into a thing i hate about myself is that like i'm such a people pleaser that like that could never be me that there i'm like oh i'm playing like the deep cuts like i'm like i would need to play the songs that the most people in the crowd know at once I'm I'm writing this down. I hate that I am a people pleaser. <laughs> yes. Um, Justin, is this the one thing that you wanted to bring to the table today? The one thing that you don't like about yourself? That's maybe a minor thing. I think I'm actually kind of out of my people pleasing era these days more as I get more and more like fed up with like being in the corporate environment. I think I've like uh -huh. learned my boundaries around that kind of stuff. But um. I think the main one, one that really struck me was that, like, I feel that I can conjure up the feeling of imposter syndrome in kind of any situation. Um, like, even when there's, like, concrete, valid proof that I am supposed to be there. Or, like, for example, I'll be in an AMC and I'll be walking up to the beverage line. They have that special line that has, like, a golden roped off, like thing that's supposed to be shorter and they like you know you can get through it faster but like I'll truly just kind of hop into the regular one like I'll be like no I, I don't know and then like my partner will come back from like the bathroom or something and be like why are you in this one like you literally pay the monthly like why just get in the, the shorter one I, like something about <laughs> it goes like I'm not here to stake a claim I don't know but it's like girl why why are you doing that <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, you're like, oh, it's because I'm so humble. <laughs> yeah, I. It just feels like when you walk up and you see the line like twisting around of people, and yeah. like then you see there's no one in the other line. You're like, how can I just like you know? I don't know. Maybe that, but again, I think maybe that's just a me thing. But maybe it's a, I don't want to be the like center of attention of it all. But like uh -huh. it's also that. So yeah, but no one's gonna come up to me and be like. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, that anyway. that was what I was going to ask because like that's what I get scared of that somebody is going to be like you're doing this wrong. Why are you here? And <laughs> I actually don't even think that's happened to me in my adult life and yet I still have the fear that like I'm going to walk up to the counter and they're just going to be like, you know, it's not giving a list. You know, or like, you know, you need to get to the It's back. not giving a list. <laughs> <laughs> oh you want to see mafia mama get to the back of the regular <laughs> line, you know? yeah. oh my gosh okay i wrote yeah. down i hate that i am prone to imposter syndrome do we think right. that captures it 
Yes. And I think the thing is that it's truly anywhere. Uh-huh. The airport. Like, you have your boarding group <laughs> assigned. It's on your ticket. I will <laughs> go to the back of the boarding groups for no reason, no reason at all. Yeah, it's very, very odd. So this seems to be a primarily line-based. Line-based. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, I wonder what happened to be at a theme park when I was young or something. I hate that I have to get into lines. Yeah. Let's abolish. No. Um, One time, me and my cousins got yelled at at Six Flags for cutting. See, but, you know, you like, that's... <laughs> That's a regular teen experience, you know, like you, you see the rule, you're testing the boundaries, you're hopping mm-hmm. the fences, you know, like that's normal, you know, but and then then you went on to have a podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know? It was it was like one cousin like was saving a spot and then like three mm. more cousins show up. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I will. I will be the like the other ones join. I truly I don't know. It's just and no one cares, really. Ultimately, like no one cares. Everyone moves on with their days, but for me, it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, here comes that situation. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's a personal hell that I create for myself, but uh-huh. um, yeah. Um, what other ways does this like make your life difficult? Make this your own personal <laughs> hell? Like, it sounds like I'm making fun of you. I promise I'm not. Are there any other examples besides life? No, no, it's real though. No, I, I, <laughs> I know how ridiculous it is. I think it's also like, just like the, the basic stuff of like, um, even like, I don't have in-unit laundry in my apartment. So we have like a room we all uh-huh. go to and like someone will be running their stuff. I'll put my basket down signaling like mine next. I'll get there at the same time as someone else who like is there. I'll be like, no, 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 it's fine. Like you go, it's totally fine. And then I'll just walk back to my apartment and like, whatever. It's just like, you know, like that could have been a moment where you're like, oh no, I I had this here. So I'm just going to put it in. And like, no one would have thought about it again. But yet for me, it's more like, oh, like, I don't know. I'm just going to go (laughs) but yeah so it's it's just like things like could have saved me time like in the situation of oh all the cousins are just joining the one cousin who's in the line it's like make everyone's life easier and just go with the flow and hop in the line like who cares but you know it's just um just a mental block i don't know what it is Mm -hmm. (laughs) i feel like i'm the other person that is like you are you gonna go you you don't want to go okay I'll do it okay yeah I'll go first (laughs) no and you know we're the two people in the world that have to exist you know there's two types and yeah it's the constant push and pull I feel like that's funny because like that is something that I hate about myself because I feel like it is like um like as an example my one of my downstairs neighbors we run into each other in the hall all the time and it's like a very narrow hallway Mm. and he'll be like carrying like a big bike or something or like (laughs) just always that one with a big object to carry yeah yeah and I'll just be like oh um I I'll I'll go first to get out of your way but then I'm like am I being rude by always being the person that goes first you know stuff like that or like one Mm. time he was um he was he had his bike in the hallway and I was trying to take my trash down and I started to turn around and be like, oh, you you come back upstairs and then I'll just take my trash out when you're go- when you're done. And he was like, oh, no, I'll take the bags. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> so this man took my trash out for me. Wow. It was really nice. Okay. But then afterwards, it just made me like really be like, do I suck? And I don't know why <laughs> no, I felt I think like you that, have, I did. You, you likely just have like a cosmic energy that like, you know, makes people say like, 
Thank let you. me just get out of the way here. Like, let me make way for this. Like, you know, this is, this is business. People do say that I walk with a purpose. <laughs> yeah, that's important, you know. I didn't live in New York long enough to walk with a purpose. I'm, like, born and raised in SoCal, so I walk very um, aimlessly um, and with little direction or purpose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> born and raised in SoCal. Okay, that actually uh, brings me to our next segment. Uh... Okay. <laughs> it's okay. called let's unpack that um uh, i have a series of questions for you you give me short answers if i want you to expand on it i'll say let's unpack that and we'll talk about it a little bit more absolutely and the first question is what is your hometown and what's one thing you don't like about it okay um hometown is mar vista um it is in los angeles it's kind of like a fake neighborhood that like real estate agents made up I think it's like (laughs) somewhere near Culver City um but I think what I don't like about it is that it is kind of like a blank canvas in that sense Mm -hmm. being a neighborhood that's made up um and that it's just filled with like early like baby gay year (laughs) memories um so like just turning down a certain alleyway, like turning, like walking down a certain street at a certain light. It's just very like, it all comes back to me now um, Mm -hmm. of like, just being an angsty gay teenager going for like, not hot girl walks, but like depression walks or just like angsty gay teenager (laughs) walks. Like I'm I'm running away from this town. Like I'm playing all time low and playing all those things. Um, Yeah. It's just a minefield of cringe. So. Yeah. You're you're speaking my language right now. That was me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I guess that's just the feeling of ever of like anyone gets when they come home. It's like, oh, there's that like I my old hookup lives there or whatever, but I think it's just um so much of it was like oh, like the closeted drum major is like picking me up in the dead of the night and whisking me off to like the Hollywood side and like all this, like that kind of weird, like gay stuff that is just like done in secret kind of. So um, yeah, I think all of that like comes rushing back to me whenever I'm around there. So I think that's what I don't like about it. Very different from the gay I am now, I think. (laughs) Is it like, is it, does it feel like it's like negative memories and reminders or is it more of just like an overwhelming, like visceral kind of thing? I think it's like the rehashing of it is like, oh, you should have done that differently. Or yeah. like, oh, like that, oh, like, oh, you were mm, like, and you wore that to that or like <laughs> just like, <laughs> that kind of, that kind of stuff. Um, or like, yeah, it was just very um, figuring it out. You know, I have, I have like, um, yeah. like a. I give him grace, the the younger me, but also it's just like, yeah, you know, yeah, that's the hometown. That's my vista. All right. What is one word that describes what you were like in college? I think slutty. <laughs> I think I oh my God. I love that. I think that was definitely my big slut era in a nice way, but yeah. Hmm. I might come back to this one. I might say okay. we're going to unpack this one. <laughs> You're like, I heard that about you. We, I don't think we need to unpack. No, <laughs> well, actually, like, no, I'm just. Honestly, the, the intrigue and the mystery, it, it speaks for itself. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Next question. If there was a zombie apocalypse, what would be your fatal flaw? Hmm, I think if it were the case of like my like 
long-term monogamous partner becomes a zombie or is killed off in some way it would probably also be slut slutty is the fatal flaw of my, of my zombie <laughs> apocalypse experience no i think um maybe just being jewish and having a lot of like inflammatory conditions because of that um i just have a lot of meds I need to take to feel comfortable like you know I gotta yeah take care of that and that and that and like uh, it's you know it's I just have a lot of stuff I gotta you know <laughs> I got a little pillbox so and I don't know if I would like living in a zombie apocalypse where I don't have that so I think that would get me in the end <laughs> all right what is your weirdest hidden talent hmm. I wouldn't say it's weird but I I'm a very good whistler. It's very basic, but like, and I think it's because, well, that's it. I'll just say that because it's not unpacking. Okay. You know what? I'm going to say it. Let's unpack that. that. Okay. Can you demonstrate for us? No. I don't know how that's going to pick up on the mic. (gasps) I don't know. Knife through my heart. That's okay. My reputation's on the line. But I think it's because I wanted to be a pop star really bad when I was young and I do not have the vocal chops and... That's, imagine that's my only thing going on. <laughs> but, uh, only thing I'm missing. Um, but yeah, I don't have the vocal chops. And like that was made very clear to me by like me singing along to a song in the car and like my little brother being like, could you stop? <laughs> so, like, so I developed like whistling as a way to like feel like I can like connect with songs in that way because I love pop music. And um, yeah, and I fine tuned it to a point where it's like very like pitch correct pitch perfect as they say so yeah (laughs) that is beautiful that is a beautiful answer for why you're a good whistler (laughs) i I hope one day like maroon 5 will be like hey like you'll be on the moves like jagger part two like you could do the whistle song like you know there's very few whistle parts in song in pop songs (laughs) but like one day i hope i can you know fill that role have you ever seen the muppet movie that came out like 10 years ago with jason siegel I have a vague recollection of Jason Siegel in that role, <laughs> in in a I... Muppet related <laughs> role, maybe. Yeah, he's like a he's like a person. He, he's a human in the movie. He's a person. He... <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> yeah, he um he's a human in the movie, but he like inexplicably has a Muppet brother, and there's a part where <laughs> where the Muppet brother. <laughs> He like, like don't ask any questions. He has a big like solo during a talent show and it's whistling and he brings the house down. So that could be you one day. It's possible. The so the the, <laughs> the Muppet brother is the whistler, not Jason Siegel. The Muppet brother is the whistler. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Good. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Um I also love that um you wanted to be a pop star. Oh, yeah. I just feel a connection with anybody who wanted to be a pop star as a kid because that was me too yeah it was um pretty bad I remember like we had like in our house when we lived in New York when I was a kid um there was like a one of those like not a balcony what do you even call it it's like a nook like windows curved out kind of and like a platform that you can like sit on but I was a kid so I would stand on it oh I love those yeah it was really it was really chic you know and um I had my Walkman. I had Avril Lavigne's Let Go album. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. Like, it was so serious. And I would put the Walkman in my ears and I would make my family watch me, like, perform to the songs that only I could hear. 
Oh, because God. I didn't have a, you know, I'd like that I would like side little autographs on like printer paper, like eight by 11 and be like, it's, it was so serious. It was so serious. That is so funny. Yeah. So imagine my, my surprise when I find out I can't sing oh <laughs> after, after years of that. <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, if you can whistle, I bet you could eventually be a good singer. Have you ever like thought about taking lessons it's not there do you think are you are you someone who believes anyone can sing i like hearing that (laughs) i low-key am especially hearing you say that you are a very good whistler and you can like do pitch um really Mm. well um because honestly pitch is like half the battle and then Mm -hmm. breathing is also like the other half of the battle which i feel like if you can whistle you probably have pretty good breath control or at least like understanding of how to manipulate that so yeah the one thing i do have is that i was in marching band and i played a lot of low brass instruments in high school so like the breath control is there but i just don't know if like the the sound like the voice itself it it does like maybe i could Mm -hmm. hit the note but i just it's not giving pop star it's not (laughs) where do i fit into the conversation you know but right yeah. yeah well if you ever decide one day that you want to try a little a little singing, <laughs> I support you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I support you too if you ever revisit your pop star dreams. Thank you. <laughs> um, this actually segues right into my next question for you. What is Ooh. your favorite pop album that flopped? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> My go-to answer, and I, I talk about it a little too much on the podcast. I could tell Cassandra's like, here he goes. Um, but Art Pop by Lady Gaga is a pretty, it wasn't the first flop I experienced, but it was one where I was like, I was in college. I had a Twitter account. I felt like that's where I really found a place in Stan Twitter, like having to defend it and like come <laughs> up with arguments as to why it's not a flop. But ultimately now looking back, I realize like absolutely it was, but um, yeah, Art Pop by Lady Gaga. Um, the It had applause on it. Um, it was a abysmal era, basically like from the jump. I, I, you're like, I don't know if you want me to get into it, but I do, I do. From the jump, it was like, it was a battle between her and Katy Perry because Katy Perry released Roar the same week that Applause came out. Oh. Yeah. And like Roar, like, okay, fine, whatever. But like, it is ultimately a song for normies. <laughs> like, if your favorite song is Roar, yeah. like, to now, like, I guess Applause is kind of the same thing too, but yeah. Roar is a song <laughs> that you hear when you're like in TJ Maxx. 100%. And like, maybe you'll find Applause there too. But, you know, it, it it has more heft. It has more punch. Like, Roar was very, like, it, I think around that time, it was very much everyone was doing, like, therapy songs. Like, we had, like, Pink doing yeah. um, Raise Your Glass and, like, the other one. Oh, the F fucking perfect. <laughs> like, that one. Selena Gomez, who says, like, it was very that era. So I think everyone was just very, like, self-empowerment anthems. And, like, that wasn't the space I was in. I wanted, like, chaotic, toxic bops. And that's what Art Pop had. So I was on Art Pop side. You wanted the chaos. Absolutely. There was also, unfortunately, that era, she also collaborated with R. Kelly on the album. So that was pretty mm. bad. Um, mm-hmm. And it was the song was Do What You Want. I don't know if you remember that one, but it was, it was bad. But I do recommend listening to the album. There's a lot of good stuff there. Um, has it aged well? I don't know. Like there's like Zed production on it. 
but oh my god him it was definitely a fun time i remember i was in like I, all my gay friends in college we were like oh my god new song came out from it like let's like we were all like freaking out every day um it was it was a it was a time do you have a do you have a flop album do you pay to do you do you like survey what's flopping are you like cognizant of when an album is like not connecting i'm really not um it's for the best i feel like my favorite album that flopped and I didn't consider it an album that flopped, but you changed my mind on it. It's the uh, Carly Rae Jepsen Emotion album. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, it's hard because it's, a, it, I'd call that, we made up like this ranking system. I'd call that a soft flop because it's such a cult classic now, but there are still so many people in the world where you, if you bring up Carly Rae, they truly think she did call me maybe and then disappeared off the face of the planet. And like, yeah. that's really sad. So, and yeah, there was like, ugh, I think it was like 25 copies were sold in the first week. It was bad for her. It was really bad. But oh my that's, still God. One of the, that's still one of the pop Bibles. So yeah. It really is. It's, thank you. It's the blueprint for me. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> All right. And our last question for this segment, what is the last thing you spiraled over? Rats in my car. No. <laughs> you were like, huh? <laughs> I Rats in my car, yeah. I hate yeah. that for you so much. One rat can be fun. One rat can be like Ratatouille vibes. <laughs> my companion rat. One time I was like sitting on my bed when I lived in Boston and I saw a mouse also mouse different from rat but i saw a mouse like walk into my room like usually mice don't walk they like skitter but this but this mouse was like, like i own this place this is this mouse was like but but like one foot in front of the other it was crazy it was adorable it's like hi i'm pam who are you yeah. <laughs> i'm the owner of this house that's exactly what yeah, was going absolutely. on Absolutely. Um, I'm so yeah. sorry for the rats in your car. It was some time ago. I think since then I've been, my like spiral instinct has like dulled okay. because it was so bad. <laughs> like it was literally like, it was so bad. I don't know if I should get into it's it. It's so but... bad you got desensitized. Yeah. I, I haven't <laughs> been able to react to that level since then. It's, I hit the threshold. So yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, that's good to hear if the last thing you spiraled over was like some time ago and you're over it. <laughs> yeah. For for the listeners, if a new light comes on on your dashboard that you've never seen before, just take it in. Just take it in. Don't wait. Don't wait until other things start happening. Just take it in immediately. It it, it sucks, but you could save yourself $9,000 of damages. You could do <sighs> you could really you could really do yourself a favor. Just if you see that new emoji pop up, just take it in. Thank you for this PSA. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Nike. Yeah. All right, Justin. Uh, so that was the end of our segment. Let's unpack that. Amazing. Thank you so much. I decided to skip unpacking the slut phase. I was going to approach <laughs> it because I was like interested to hear more about it because I did not have a slut phase. <gasps> Um, mm. famously did not have a slut phase. Why is that? And I kind of like regret it. Where'd you go to school? I went to school at Northeastern in Boston, not to be confused with Northwestern in Chicago, which probably would have been a better choice had I known that it existed. 
No, it's so true. Like, you're like, you hear about all these colleges later in adult life, and you're like, oh, that sounds like a lovely place. I would have loved to have gone to school there. I wish I knew. I, I don't know. I don't know how I would have known, but... You know how when you take the SAT, you start getting mail from colleges being like... All over the place. Yeah. The first one that I ever got was from Drexel University, and I looked at it and I said, what the hell is Drexel? What is a Drexel? She is always the first girl to come out after the SAT. Because I, I also am like, <laughs> Drexel? Like, popping up out of nowhere. Like, I'm like, ah, like, what are you doing here? I've never heard. Well, okay. An X? Like, <laughs> sure. I don't know. She's always up there. She's always up there. Um, But yeah, I was just like, I was so afraid when I was in college. I was like, and honestly, like, still am. I'm kind of like, everybody just stay away from me. Yeah, you probably avoided some awful experiences, maybe like HPV, who knows. <laughs> yeah, like that's <laughs> but yeah, it's not it's not for everyone, you know? That's okay. And that's okay. Um yeah, I love like the choice of um unpacking like <laughs> like leaving this podcast, people thinking like, okay, a slut with rats in his car. Nice. Like <laughs> that's that's really And we have the name <laughs> for the episode. No context. <laughs> <laughs> there bingo ding 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 yeah <laughs> amazing lovely wow <sighs> i need a breather after that that was <laughs> oh that got me okay all right justin i have a question for you i have many questions for you but my big question <laughs> right now yes and you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier can you define for our listeners once and for all what is a flop okay so a flop is essentially where there's two ways of thinking about it. Cassandra puts it like something's not clicking, like whatever it is, they're attempting something. There's some sort of goal. It's not being met. Um, and I also think of it as like, you could think of it relative to past efforts. Like for example, like a flop era happens sometimes after a very successful era, because you expect the next follow-up project, whatever it might be to meet the critical commercial heights of what came before it. and for whatever reason, it doesn't. And that's where we get out our magnifying glasses and we go, what's going on here? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think flops are very important to me because I think so much flops these days and with just the way that, you know, we're always, we always have a screen near us. We're always, you know, on social media and everything. We're always aware of it instantly. Flops get more clicks than anything else. Like that's, yeah, it's very flop forward culture, you know, like we, that's the way everything is. <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah. So that, I think that that's like kind of the ethos I always found. Um, it's very fun to like sit down and dissect flops with your friends. So I felt like that in podcast form would be fun. And that's flop soup. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. I was going to ask you like where you got the idea from and how it all came together, like with Cassandra and all of that. I want to know yeah. the lore behind flop soup. Yeah, it was really fun. I think, um, our mutual friend, David, who is our producer, producer David, um, just David, like David has learned a lot about like culture and like pop culture and celebrity and all that, like, but definitely isn't like the kind of like, you know, like Cassandra and I, we study it. Like we're like sitting there, like it's, it's part of the media diet, you know? You really do. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you stay on top of things. I try. Yeah. You've seen my manic tweets on days, you know, it's, it's, it gets to a place, but um, yeah. So David, Cassandra and I have met like once in person um, because we met like once randomly when Cassandra visited LA and we just clicked 
And then one day, much later on, even like we've had FaceTimes in between with David where we're just like sitting and gabbing mm-hmm. and stuff. And then one day David called us and was like, I want you two to do a podcast together. I'll produce it. Just there's some there's something going on here. I think you two could really like make some magic. So we're yeah. So then we were like, we accepted the call, like the bat signal went up. <laughs> we said, let's go. And, I um, love that. That's like yeah. putting two people together and being like, now kiss. <laughs> <laughs> But in podcast form. <laughs> and yeah, and kiss we did. And now we're here. We have a beautiful flop suit baby. It's amazing. Um, yeah, and it's been really fun. Um, it's very therapeutic to talk about flops too. Um, it's very like saying to yourself, like, it's fine. I'm in my flop era. Like, that's very, it's a release almost. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, um, like, how the podcast changed, how you view flopping. Like, uh, if you're like more empathetic towards flopping sounds like you are or like yeah. more analytical or like more critical even like what's your feeling what's your read on that yeah I I feel like in culture like a flop serves a purpose I think um it's important to have flops like they're like <laughs> it's bad but it's good it's it's like mm-hmm. like don't worry darling like the way that that kept everyone oh. fed for so long you know, and like just the way that people love to like pick it apart together, you learn things about each other, like, you know, like the, the pieces of it that people latch on to. It's like very interesting to see like what's not working for people and why. Um, and yeah, and I think that that's um, that's that's special. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Using Don't Worry Darling as an example, that is the kind of thing where like you're turning a flop into an event. Yes, it was. And like. Yeah, it had it kind of pulled itself out of being a flop almost because it just like had so much like significance for people. It brought group chats together. It, you know, it's like very it's pretty cool in a, in that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think um, yeah, I always um, I appreciate like what Cassandra brings to it too because I always go to such a place of like this album, like let's talk about this pop girl, and Cassandra's very like looking at everything from like a very like yeah. big standpoint. Like let's look at like AI. Like let's look at like you know <laughs> like let's let's. <laughs> really get there and like it's good it helps me like zoom out from like well this album had this many sales and this week and blah 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 so it's um yeah we kind of like go off each other in that way um and she also has a wide knowledge of movies in the way that like i i'm watching it but like she goes it goes back like she's very good about that kind of stuff so yeah we kind of complement each other in that way that's beautiful you two are the perfect pair (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's good i think um it's great that she has like a stand-up background too. Um, I mm-hmm. have no performing experience like relative to that at all um, or like comedy experience, but um, it's cool to see her like do that kind of thing and like work it into the podcast medium and like maybe like learn, mm-hmm. learn from her in that way. Um, Cause she just has a really, she, you know, she just has a good like sense for that kind of stuff. Like sometimes I'm like, yeah. even like <laughs> we post a lot of memes to our Instagram page and like sometimes I'm writing one out and like, I like send it over to her to like punch it up. And like, I I just like, I'm like, whoa, like the way she just connected it. Like, it's so stupid, like a meme, but like, it's cool. It's like a science almost to see her like work. So I really admire it. Yeah. I have two things to say about that. The first one is when I first started listening to the podcast, 
I was so surprised at how funny you are, Justin. Oh, <laughs> because stop. I didn't I've never like met you before or anything like that before the <laughs> podcast, but I was like aware that you like don't really like do comedy or perform or anything, but you are so funny on the podcast. Thanks. I think like <laughs> I'm trying to break out of like I think cuz I'm on Twitter so much, like I spend so much time like reading how people tweet and that language and like that's Twitter Twitter brain for sure absolutely and like it's it's important to like step out of that and I think that the podcast is a good space for that and like really figure out like what do you think you know like what is your actual taste of this like yeah. you know like something like Mafia Mama like I I like <laughs> just went in blind and was like let's just do it like what did I think of it you know like did I have a good time like I'm trying to do more of that and to also just like form sentences in ways that are not like you know there's so much like copy pasta on Twitter. People just like taking yeah. sentences and plugging them into their own memes and getting clicks for that because they sound the same and likes and all that. So I think it's just um Yeah, it's yeah. easy um what's the word? Easy I don't know. Yeah, just easy way to get likes. Um yeah. oh, that's that sent me on a on like a mental <laughs> like woo 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 woo. Um I think about it a lot because I'm on I'm I am on Twitter a lot, so I'm like trying to take space sometimes yeah i yeah i think um <laughs> well actually one thing i'll say about you your tweets never a copy pasta from you like it's always very like thank you dang. like you know what i mean like you and cassandra both have that like you just like have a good sense for like how to string words together in a way that lands and i'm always just like dang like <laughs> nice like i read yours i'm like nice like that was a good one like you know Thank so, you. I, I always like feel guilty when I do it. Um, like as an example, guilty for tweeting. Guilty for tweeting when it is like jumping on the trend that's happening. Uh, um, but it's just because how it's set up, you know. Yeah. Um, but I just don't like. <laughs> I don't like doing the same thing that everybody else is doing. Hey. <laughs> but <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> Um, but like as an example, like when the Barbie poster came out and there was that like Barbie selfie generator, oh. I made so many of those because it was making me laugh so much. But I recognized by like the end of the like first day that it was like going overboard. So I kept like yes. apologizing, being like, I'm sorry, guys, I promise <laughs> this is the last one. And it was never the last one. <laughs> There's nothing better than just like my hand has been forced. I I have no other choice but to use the Barbie generator. <laughs> like you know, like I'm gonna smash the Barbie generator button. Yeah, I should probably go through my phone and delete some of those uh, Barbie generator things because I saved so <laughs> many of them. They're probably taking up like two gigs on my phone or something. Honestly, leave them because my favorite is like the phone being like, "Do you remember this picture from like three years ago?" And then you're just like, "Wow, like that was wow." It's like. Oh my gosh, it's like archaeology. It's like this meat, this fried old meme that I used to find like hilarious. And then your phone's like, remember you made that? Like, you know, like... I, you just hit on something that I am obsessed with. I am obsessed with iPhone memory videos. It's the best. I feel like the iPhone, it's so funny. They just make the most deranged compilations and set it to the craziest music choice. So every time Truly. it's like, and I know that it's like auto generated or whatever, but it feels like the phone is laughing at me. Yeah. Like last week, my phone was like, hey, here's a memory dinner in Philadelphia. And the pictures are like a picture of like my dinner that day. 
a picture of like <laughs> I I I have to take Simba's blood sometimes to measure his blood sugar. No. <laughs> but it was around the time of dinner, so it was like so they were so they included it in the slideshow, and it's like his glucometer <laughs> with like the Please. levels on it, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and there's like a soft piano or like some some like kind of like Italian music or something yeah. in the background. Yeah, and then it's like all pictures of like my friend's dog from when I like went over to their house, and then it ends with like pictures of Simba on my bed because like, that's how every night ends. But right, you're like young. It just makes me laugh and laugh. Thank you, phone. <laughs> we like fight with Tim Cook in an echo chamber on our podcast a lot, but like he really, he really did that with that feature. I and I yeah. If 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 one comes up and it lands, like I send it to the person who's in it immediately. I'm like. Hey, yeah, like, look at that. Amazing. All right, Justin, we have reached the part of the episode where we need to come up with 10 things that you hate about yourself. And right now I have two things on the list. I have, okay. I hate that I'm prone to imposter syndrome and I hate that I'm yes. a people pleaser. So now what we have to do is I'm going to bully you and pressure you into coming up with the <laughs> remaining eight things that you hate about yourself. I think I could do that. And then once we reach 10 things, I will do a dramatic reading of your list. Perfect. Amazing. All right. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> I think so. All right. Give me number three. Okay. This one's new. I find that I'm very easy to convince to purchase something from an Instagram ad store. Yes. <laughs> this happened to me recently. I'm trying to get an outfit together for the Taylor Swift era's tour. I'm trying to do reputation era. I ordered the thing and you could tell the store is like people sitting in a room somewhere and they're like, oh my God, we got an order. Oh shit. Now we have to like make the <laughs> thing. I'd like, you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm very susceptible to that. <laughs> yeah, Instagram ads are so deceiving because you can see like the most beautiful ad. And I have had to be like, Sam, do you like the product or do you just like how it's photographed? Yeah. Because like the right marketing, oh, it hits. It's crazy because it's truly not even like great marketing in a lot of senses because it's <laughs> it's like, a, it's almost like, have you seen these where it's, it's like a stock photo? Like it's the... This does not exist. <laughs> that doesn't exist. But and then I bought it because I saw it and I was like, oh, that kind of like I want a sparkly vibe for the Taylor Swift concert. Like I want that. And then I I bought it and then I'm I'm scrolling through another ad, new store, exact same photo. What does that mean? Why? <laughs> like mm. it, I don't get it. But anyway, I'm yeah, I'm in the and that always that always brings out like the paranoid side of me where I'm like, did I get the best deal? <laughs> Right. Or it's like, so did I also stupid. just give my whole credit card and address to truly anyone? <laughs> like, yeah. It's... Like, like you feel like you got scammed, even though you did not get scammed. You didn't. Like, it will, like, something will come. I don't know when. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know what it will be. But something always shows up, you know? <laughs> like, <it's> yeah. <laughs> debatable what it will look like. It's kind of fun. You're like, Will it be just like a t-shirt that has like the print of that photo on it? You know, like, uh, <laughs> like Instagram ad roulette. <laughs> truly roll the dice. All right. Number four. Okay. I think to myself, I've got to get sexier at least 40 <laughs> times a day. <laughs> Maybe 46 <laughs> on a bad day. <laughs> I think truly like any moment my mind is idle. I think I've got to get sexier. 
That is so funny. I hate that. I hate that. (laughs) I I hate that I always want to be sexier. Truly. It's not even like, oh, lose weight, get muscle. It's just like, find a way, get sexy. Like, like, er, (laughs) like. (laughs) I, yeah. That is actually, I think that is relatable. And because my thing is, I'm like very short. Um, and I always feel like I'm a child and I'm always like, I need to grow up. I need to be like a woman. How do I do that? How do I make myself into that? Wow. Um, so like, I, I kind of get that in maybe not the same way, but in a different way. <laughs> yeah, but some of the most iconic women are short. Lady Gaga is five foot two. But she's also sexy. You're sexy. Anyone, let's let's all be sexy. Thank you. Like, or at least like get. Let's all get sexier. <laughs> I don't know. Or yeah, stop you know, thinking you've got to get sexier. This is like I'm here. Like we need to move to body neutrality. Like, we have bodies. <laughs> it's just a fact. You don't have to be anything. Er. <laughs> yeah, I I listen to um the comedian Esther Pavitsky. She has a podcast that I listen to every week. Oh yeah, and... she's the one who does the hot. She's like hot girl researcher on TikTok, or she's she like she is the hot girl researcher. Yeah, she's a genius. And one thing that she always says yeah. is, "Hot girls just decide that they're hot." And I think maybe mm. that is something that I might want to practice (laughs) it's so easy it's so simple oh my god (laughs) it's like you have to like believe in your conviction you know what i mean because i could i could definitely make that decision but then i could also reverse that in the next moment or you know Mm -hmm. so i think it's just stick the landing but yeah i (laughs) mm, mm, genius again she's such a mind she really is all right number five um, I still truly think that the type of shorts that fit my body best are jorts. Like skinny jorts. Like gay guy jorts. My jaw is on the floor. You know what I mean? <laughs> You've seen it. You've seen the... It's just... I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Like... What else is there for men in shorts? Like hmm. the jorts that are like... Like a frame. Not the baggy the ones. Ends. No, I don't do that. I do like <laughs> I love a, like a black jort, like just like lands like maybe four inches above the knee. <laughs> I'm like... sorry that I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> just But you just... know when you like find a silhouette and like you're like, okay, that works. I'm safe now. And like Yeah. And you're you like, I'm going to buy it in it. every color that has ever existed. Every color, every style, every make, like truly never be without so yeah I think I my my partner has helped me to like think differently and like to like understand I just like I have really like skinny legs and like I just think Mm -hmm. most and anything that's like baggy looks like kind of like diaper-ish to me on me yeah diaper butt yeah that's probably a myth I don't know it's probably a myth who knows but yeah here I am (laughs) I'm real in my jorts you're you i'm real in my jorts <laughs> I'm, I'm just laughing oh i'm sorry for laughing i jorts are objectively funny no it's it's so silly <laughs> and stupid it's the dumbest but i've seen the the baggy ones really making a comeback lately uh-huh. and i don't do that i don't fuck with that that's not my mo mm-hmm. you know 
the European Jort. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I fully support you and your European Jort. Thank you. And my recovery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number six. Okay. Um, I love a beverage that isn't water. Me too. <laughs> I... I drink a lot of water. I have a Stanley cup now. It's really changed the game for me having a straw, but like I love a huge diet peach snapple <laughs> at the same time. Yes. Oh, I'm such a big beverage girl. Yeah. Um, Silly beverage. I'm drinking a water right now, but this is honestly like rare for me. I do not drink enough water. Oh yeah. There's, I mean, no one does. It's never enough. Like every time you talk to someone, the ante has been upped. It's like an arms race. It's like, no, you're like four gallons, five gallons. And it's like, I truly can't, I don't have enough time to pee that much, but yeah, my partner's always drinking water. Um, and it's inspired me to attempt, um, success is out of reach, but we're on the road. It's the journey that counts, I guess. <laughs> it's the journey. It's the climb. It's the climb. Oh. Mm. Wow. All right. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> Number seven. Okay. Um, I, this is something I use, like I hate about my past self. Um, mm-hmm. I, I went through a very reactionary body modification era where like if a if a boy did something bad to me I had to like bleach my hair yeah in like a really bad way though like not not sickening not fierce mm-hmm. no toner just like CVS going from this color to blonde so like not blonde like truly like the most heinous unnatural orange you've ever seen like your version of breakup bangs yes <laughs> yeah my hair doesn't really like do bangs I'm sure I would have done that at some point if like (laughs) yeah that's so so real yeah but I'll do that I'll get a tattoo I'll like get a piercing all that stuff when a breakup's happening um it's like on the road to body mod town (laughs) like it's it's not and it's scary what'll happen I don't know maybe I'll get like elf ears next I'll get like the ear shaving maybe I'll get my ears pinned back no I'm just kidding you should get the um you should get like the Barney face surgery. The buckle fat removal. <laughs> and Hey, and I'll get that tomorrow. Thing. Like I'm I'm on the <laughs> precipice of a buckle fat removal at any point in time. So no, it's scary. What'll happen? He's on the brink, don't push him. I'm on the edge of something. It's it's not glory, that's for sure. Um All right. Yeah. Number eight. Okay. Um I I'm always wanting more from pop stars. Wow. I feel like I'm never satisfied these days. I wish I could be, but I guess that's why I have my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm never quite satisfied these days. I think the last time I was satisfied was um, the telephone music video. (laughs) Oh my Um, God. Talk about a a cultural reset. That was exactly, you know, you know, you know, she's reset it so many times. It's, you know, she really has. Uh, Yeah. Lady Gaga has done so much for the culture. It's true. No, actually I will amend that. I'm very sad. Actually, no, I'm not satisfied with Beyonce. I was going to say I'm satisfied with Beyonce. I'm not satisfied with her. We need the visuals for Renaissance. She promised them. Where are they? 
see, it's just never quite, uh, you know, these days, what's going on? <laughs> what's up? Yeah, it's the it's the expectation of it all. Yeah. Are you going to meet the exactly. expectation or not? And that's a flop. And it can happen to anybody. It's true. It's true. Excuse me. Burp. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time. All right. Number nine. Um, I recently did this where I treated a refund as like income and like yeah. <laughs> swiftly, like with a quickness, like walked to the next door store and like spent it. I like returned these like swim shorts from Urban Out to Urban Outfitters and like went over and bought this like sunscreen from Sephora that was like $40 for no reason. <laughs> it's like, what was the reason? What was the reason? Yeah. So. Yeah. Product returns turn me into a bad girl. <laughs> feral. It's uh, feral. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's yellow jackets yeah. out here. <laughs> it's yellow jackets out here. There, <laughs> a few years ago, um, I, I used to live um, in West Philly and there is a CVS in West Philly on 43rd and Locust that is like no other. And I used to, on like my day off, I would go for a little walk. I would go get a little iced coffee and then I would just walk around CVS. Just see what's going on. <laughs> and that was when I was in my abusing the return policy era. Oh. It was really bad. <laughs> Does CVS have like a very lenient one or you can just walk in and just do whatever? Specifically, they have a really lenient policy for beauty products. Mm. You can open and use a beauty product as long as it has a barcode that can be scanned, you can return it. That is so interesting. Well, Sephora is very much like that too. You could like use half of it and turn it in and they'll give you like pretty much most of your money back, which is like, what are you doing with this? Like I I asked the question, but then I let the question go because I don't (laughs) really want to know. But yeah. It's very strange. I don't like, yeah, beauty. I don't know. Contaminants, bodies. Yeah. When I realized that that stuff just like gets thrown out when I do that, I was like, oh, Sam, you need to take a look at yourself and your life and what you're doing. We're just, we're just pieces of it though, because like they fully factor Mm -hmm. that into like how much they make of them and like, you know, it's just, we're just all part of it. <laughs> so true. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I get like a knot in my chest when I think of like plastic water bottle or plastic iced coffee cup. And I'm like, my impact on the world. <laughs> <laughs> that island that's just garbage somewhere. I forget which ocean it's yeah. in, but that one, they keep, it pops up every couple of years. They're like, remember, it's uh, there. Uh, <laughs> You're like, shit. <laughs> I'm getting a fever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right, Justin, number 10, last one. What's one more thing you hate about yourself? Mm, I I can't not pluck my eyebrows. I think that's, I think that's <laughs> one of them. I think I, I went through a period of trying to let them grow out. Everyone's doing it. Every, everyone's just letting them be bushy, the Cara Delevingne of it all. I yeah. tried it. It's not for me. And I wish I could because I know it looks better, but I just like, I just can't. I have to like, just go to town on them. It's just, I, I don't know. I think that might be it is I just pick at things. Like I just scab, pick, I straight eyebrow hair, pick, pour, pick. Like it's just, I can't let it not, I can't let it sit. Yeah. Same here. <sighs> eyebrows can be so, eyebrows are so personal. Absolutely. And they can be really stressful. 
Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they were framed to us as like they're sisters, not twins. And it's like, oh, we're all just like family. Like we're related. Like, oh my gosh, like we're related to blood. Um, yeah. I, the um, eyebrows are the most beautiful, popular sister sisters in the family. Mm-hmm. They're so important. Yeah. Yep. They do so much for the face, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's yeah. told me. Yeah. There was like a TikTok filter where it's like, this is what your eyebrows should look like. And like what the where the art should be and like all this stuff. And I was like, Ugh! like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, What now? No, I <laughs> use that me. filter. I I'll send you a screenshot after this. I use that filter. Everyone has the screenshot, you know, cause it you was... had to, you're like, maybe I'll do this to me. <laughs> no, mine was devastatingly messed up. It was like, we want you to have your eyebrow like halfway. We want your eyebrow to be like touching your hairline. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> You've got to oh be kidding God. me. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I'm glad you didn't take it there. I'm glad you didn't. Thank you. <laughs> you know, just blindly trust some filter. But, yeah. It's it's funny the things that we will, like, convince ourselves to do just because somebody says, this is the perfect eyebrow filter for everybody. <laughs> right. Who made it? Truly, like, what does this mean? Who? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, Justin, we have your 10 things that you hate about you, and Uh, it is time for me to do a dramatic reading for you. You're a hero for this segment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. Number one, I hate that I'm prone to imposter syndrome. Number two, I hate that I am a people pleaser. Number three. I hate that I am influenced by Instagram ads. Number four, I hate that I always want to be sexier. (laughs) Number five, I hate that I love jorts. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that I love jorts. (laughs) That's stuck with you. (laughs) Oh my God, it makes me laugh and laugh. (laughs) Uh, Number six, I hate that I love drinks that are not water. Number seven, I hate that I had a body modification era. Number eight, I hate that I always want more from pop stars. Number nine, I hate that I treat refunds like income. (laughs) And number 10, I hate that I can't not pluck my eyebrows. There you go. That's me. <laughs> Justin, how do you feel after hearing that whole list read to you? I feel sexier, for sure. <laughs> this is a really good list. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for just, you know, the bullying, the the laughing, <laughs> the crying, the screaming. It was all worth it at the end. <laughs> Yeah, normally I don't lean too much into the bullying aspect of it, but I I think that laughing at you about your jorts is low-key bullying. I'm so no, sorry. I really encourage like anyone that I know listening to this podcast right now, like definitely take the opportunity to do it. Like it, I need to be shaken awake. So. <laughs> Please. No, but you know, never change. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good summer, never change. All right. <laughs> So this brings us to our final segment. So what do you want me to do about that? 
And in this segment, you assign me homework for the upcoming week, which can be any task that you think could help me feel good and hate myself a little bit less. Okay. Um, first, I will talk about how last week's homework went. <laughs> I love this. I love the accountability. It, it is an exercise in accountability. Yeah. Um, our previous guest, uh, Christine Palin, said that I should look at a baby picture of myself whenever I'm feeling mad at myself. Oh. As a little reminder, like, be nice to her. <laughs> wow. And... Uh, I have had um, a baby picture of myself on my phone for a little while now. It's um, it's me at Disney World, and I'm holding Minnie. The bangs. <laughs> the bangs. Oh, yeah. I had the bangs. They're banging. <laughs> um, the straight across, like, Asian bangs. Hell, yeah. So I have, like, the – I have the look at the baby picture part down, but the remembering to look at it when I'm mad at myself – I could continue to work on that, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I I still, you know, really love this piece of homework, would recommend it to anybody. All right. So, Justin, what do you want me to do for this coming week? Okay. Um, so this is something producer David actually um, reminded me of a song that is so good that I think you should listen to it once a day, right when you're done with work. And you're like about to transition into like, for me, when I'm done with work, I tend to go into like self-soothing mode. It's like where self-care starts to get like toxic, <laughs> where it's like, oh, I'm like truly not like doing things that are good for me. I'm like kind of just mm-hmm. like soothing. But um, I think like it's good to like have at least like a couple songs or a song or like something when you do, you're like, I'm standing up from my desk. I'm done with work for the day. I'm transitioning into like my real life, you know, that I love. Yeah. And David reminded me of Put Your Records On by Corinne Bailey Ray. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so, I have been listening to it once a day and I guarantee it is so good for the brain. If you just and the health and the, and the let the sunshine in, put on your records. I have. That's what she said. So try that when you're like wrapping up work for the day. And I think that will be really nice. <laughs> I love that so much. I have two things to say about this. The first one is. Um, anytime I use, uh, crest white strips, I sing to myself, girl, put your white strips on. (laughs) (laughs) It, it, it works for so many things. So that's going to be my, my counter homework (laughs) for you. See how many fun little things you can do. I love that. (laughs) Um, Yes. Oh my God. That's good. the, The other thing that I was going to say is I really love this piece of homework because I do think that it is important to have intentional routines like this, especially for like, um, like one thing that I tend to do, like you referred to it as like soothing, but like for me, I feel like I fall into like, um, more of like a numbing type of thing after work where I'm like, I just want to shut off. I just want to watch TV for four hours, turn the brain off and eat dinner in, in bed. And, and that's fun. And that's good to do sometimes. Sometimes. Like people deserve that. Um, but you know, it's all, it's all about balance and I feel like, uh, having a fun little routine and and just something to lift the spirits something to like yeah, mark the end i think that could yeah something to like usher in the rest of the day <laughs> i could definitely see how that would add value to my life i'm picturing like the song and then like pouring myself a fun little a fun little beverage like a like a poppy soda or something yeah that'd be fun girl put your tea kettle on you know like let's 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 go <laughs> 
All right, Justin, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. What do you want to plug? Where can we follow you on social? Give me the details. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm I'm no longer a person, like I'm a podcaster. So <laughs> follow Flop Soup. We're really fun. Even if you're not listening to the podcast, which you should, it's amazing. Like we're in this like campaign of just like, let's just make a bunch of memes and like try to just get it going so like you'll have some fun with the memes either way so i suggest following us i second that your social media game is so strong and so funny it's very impressive thank you it's tough when you're just like in obscurity just being like hey anyone out there (laughs) you know but you're you know it's, it's fun you know that's what the good use of twitter brain and some of your TikToks have like blown up a little bit like one of your TikToks was on like not all gemini's or something the instagram account Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's my <laughs> presence in the world. But yeah, no, it was, it was funny. I'm the, I'm like trying to figure out like what uh-huh. lands on TikTok. I still don't know. It's just, it's not how my brain works. I'm also not someone who wants to like put my yeah. body out there on TikTok, like by face or anything really. Um, so yeah, I, um, but it's been, it's been quite a journey. Um, and I don't recommend <laughs> it for everyone, but you should follow us at, at flop soup on Instagram. Um, our podcast is called Flop Soup. We're pretty much everywhere podcasts are, I guess. I, I'm finding new places <laughs> where podcasts are every day. So give us a search. Um, and yeah, give us a try. Awesome. Thank you so much, Justin. This was so fun. Oh my gosh, I had the best time. Thank you so much, Sam. I just want to reach through the screen and give you a little hug. All right. Uh, I'm Yay! reaching. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and on that note, good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of 10 Things I Hate About Me. Follow the podcast at 10 Things I Hate About Me pod. Let me know what you hate about yourself. Okay, love you. Bye.